You are now tuned in to the Project 365 Experience. Welcome back to the Project 365 Podcast. I am your host, Coach O, and this week we have probably one of the most insightful episodes that I've done. So when I first started this podcast, I really wanted to bring you guys a lot of value, and we get that. This week, Coach Ray Kim joins us. Uh, he is the hand men's basketball coach at New Horizon Academy. Uh, he coaches in a league up in Ontario, Canada called the OSBA. And the reason why I'm very excited for you guys to hear about this is because when I first started the podcast, I was looking to give you guys as much value as possible. What started off as a conversation just about preparation, scouting, and player development turned into uh, some real high-level thinking behind his philosophy of being a coach. So I'm very excited for you guys to hear about this. Um, in the coaching section, we talk about the one-on-one -on -one games and how, as coaches, we could facilitate and put our players in the best situation possible. We also talk about uh, help players understand uh, how they could approach one-on-one -on -one situation by playing to their strength. I am very excited to have you guys hear this week's podcast. And without any further ado, let's get into our interview with Coach Ray Kim of New Horizon Academy. <laughs> very, very excited to have uh, Coach Ray Kim um, with me. Coach Ray Kim is, he doesn't like it when I say it. I'm going to repeat it. <laughs> we're just, we were just talking off here. One of the best coaches out there in the country just in terms of preparation in terms of skill development um in terms of scouting and i'm really interested to get into this conversation with you so coach ray how you doing good i mean like i said off air too like damn we won like no games and you're giving me all this credit so i feel i feel flattered for sure Flat yeah. Sure. yeah, I know, I know. But it's it's how and we were and we're gonna get into some of this, but just talk a little bit. You're um you're the head coach at New Horizon Academy, um, mm. assistant coach as well, um at uh King's Christian. Yeah, assistant coach, yep, and you are also the director of high performance and marketing at uh, IBSA, which is a little bit yeah. a training agency. So talk a little bit about that. Uh, so it started it started by Coach Z. Coach Z mm -hmm. is the head coach at Kings Christian Collegiate. Mm -hmm. uh, I think he started in 2009. And um, I think back then, like, there wasn't any, like, I know nowadays everyone's a trainer. Every, mm -hmm. Everyone thinks they're a trainer and everyone, mm -hmm. everyone trains is and all that. Yep. And it's like a cool thing to do. But I think back then, like, there wasn't uh, training only academy. So we don't even have rep teams. We don't have teams per se. Like everyone just comes to train with us, right? So mm -hmm. we only do skill development at IBSA. Um, and it's been going strong now. Now we, we've expanded to eight different cities. I think we train over like 2,000 kids in, in a year, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's something that, you know, I think people are getting into the space of basketball training and all that, but I think, you know, we've been in this business for a long time. And mm -hmm. fortunately, you know, I guess we've been doing okay, right? So yeah, for you guys to expand, you guys are definitely yeah, doing a good sure. job. Yeah. Sure, so sure. talk to me, because 
I see a lot of myself in you. Before we get into the question, I see a lot of myself in you. Um, how do you blend the three worlds of coaching prep boys, coaching prep girls, and also training? Are there certain similarities that you see in everything? Is it just every day you have to adjust because it's different worlds? Yeah, I think I think in order for you to be a good trainer, um, I don't think you have to have the ability to coach. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, to me, like, if you want to be a good trainer and you just, you just want to be known as a good trainer, you can be that. Right? But to me, like, if you're talking about coaching, especially at this level, like, I don't think you can be a great coach by also not being a great trainer. Mm. Um, so I think, I think at this level, you got to be able to do both, right? Um, coaching, to me, coaching has a lot to do with personality, personality management and, you know, being with the players and connecting with the players where training, you know, less so, right? Like, you don't have to be a great human being that 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 can connect with the players to be an excellent trainer right um but for me like as a coach you have to be you have to do both at this level right um to be good so i think it's it's, it's definitely an interesting dynamic right and, and when it comes to coaching girls too it's this whole different dynamic too to me like it's, it's almost like different sport right different sport like boys you can tell them whatever the hell you want and they're just going to take it and move on. Whereas girls, you have to be a bit more careful and they're, they're more, I would say they're more emotionally intelligent than the boys mostly, right? I don't want to generalize things, but that's kind of what I've gathered from my experiences, right? So you have to be a bit different in how they treat, how, how you treat them, right? Um, I think when we, when we first started coaching girls at Kings, you know, Z and I, we, we've been a boys coach for a long time and we've never coached girls. And we tried to, we've tried to coach girls the same way we did boys. And honestly, like, I'll, I'll be the first one to be like, okay, like we failed at that, right? For the first two years, we really, really struggled and we couldn't really connect with the girls. Um, and then we had to adapt and we quickly learned that, you know, it's a different game and we had to treat them a bit differently, right? And I think, yeah, like it's, it's just interesting to think about, like they're both basketball, but very different. Very right? different. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, what would you say is the most, like if you had to choose between between one or the other, if let's say we, we separate both, you had to mm -hmm. decide between being a trainer or being a coach. I'll right? be a coach for sure. I'll be a Why? coach for sure. Why? Um, I think... And I, I love training too, right? I love training and I love making relationships with the players and all that. But to me, like coaching has a lot more to do with, you know, you know, getting involved with their lives, in my opinion. Um, it's not it's not just about getting them better as, as basketball players. It has everything to do with, you know, making them better human beings and, Maybe they're going to have a better career when it comes to, you know, getting a job and whatnot after going through what we go through, right? I think, I just don't think like as a trainer, just training players, you get to, you get to experience the whole thing, right? Um, I think you just, you just touch on like 
the basketball part of it. And then you obviously hopefully hopefully make the players better. And but but that's that's pretty much it. Right. But as a coach, like I think you can really impact people. Right. Yeah. And that's why I think like the trainers that have that approach of wanting to get to know the players and I've seen you and you know this certain trainers that go like, even though I'm training you in the session, I want to go see one of your games, something as simple mm. as that. Like yeah. Those like same way as what you're saying, just relating all those worlds together. Right. Like it just stands out. And I think that's kind of heading towards the, the kind of day and age that we're in because it's more important yeah. to show our athletes, you know, a lot of, instead of treating them like clients, treating them like mm. basketball players, you know, the more we kind of get into these situations where we treat players like people. Right. Like to me, it's what, it's what I'm noticing. And that's one of the main reasons why um, I wanted to get you on. And I wanted to, really attack how you go about your whole season. But mm. you know how this season is a cycle, right? There's the off season, there's the in season, then you got post season and after end of the year, and then you kind of like redo everything. Right. Right. I really, I really wanted you to kind of like, um, I really wanted to dive in with you on just mm. um, those things. And I wanted to start with, in terms of recruiting, right? If you have the ability yeah. to recruit, ability mm. to recruit right what are you looking for well i think well for the first thing is definitely talent right like people who say otherwise definitely lying right like yeah like uh, people of course people care about they say uh they care about character and whatnot but let's be honest like the first thing coach looks at is the talent but to me it's like to me it's like workable talent right like does the player have enough talent level where if we were to work with them, can he be a player at the next level? Right? It doesn't, he doesn't have to be, you know, a phenomenal talent. Like, of course, that would be amazing. But at the same time, like, we're at a position and I, I like to work with guys that um, lack, you know, training and lack IQ, lack whatever it may be that we, that we can work on. Right. But for me, for us to work with that, like you need to have a, at least a little bit of talent. Right. Um, and next thing for sure is intangibles. Right. Which which isn't the first thing we look at, but at the same time, but it's probably more important than the first thing that that even makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's about like, you know, is he willing to be coached? Like, is he willing to be coached hard? And is he serious about his career and academics and basketball? Because I like, I'm confident that I can I can create an environment where he can have a he can have a chance to succeed. But whether like he's gonna put in the work or not is is really up to him, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's what we look at, and you know, I I don't really look at and I don't really listen to other coaches. They say, oh, the kid is a cancer and this this kid is, you know, not a good human being. Like I don't I don't really look at that stuff because I just feel like most coaches don't try to get to know the kid. Right? Um, whatever they might be dealing with. They just look at the kid 
and a kid acts, acts out and you label the kid as a bad kid, right? To me, like, that's, that's an unfair judgment for the player, especially mm-hmm. at a young age too, right? So I don't really listen to that stuff. Like I, I try to get to know the kid like better and I think that's how we go from, you know, recruiting the player or not, right? Because your, your experience might be different than somebody else's experience. Of you course. might be able you might be able to reach to them a certain way that somebody else might not. Mm-hmm. So that ultimately that changes their relationship. And it's through oh, yeah. all those different relationships, right? You you said a big word right there. You said you're confident that you could create an environment. Mm. What is that? Like creating an environment for our players. I think obviously it has to, uh, has everything to do with the culture that we set as a program and wherever we go as a as coaches, like we, we try to set the culture where when when new kids come in, they know exactly what to expect from themselves, mm-hmm. right? And they know exactly what to do, right? And it's, it's an environment where, you know, obviously some people think it's hard, right? Like because we're, we're on them all the time and sure. Um, sure. like we're, 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 you know, we, we try to set high standards, right? And it, it that has, you know, little things like, you know, showing up on class and going to class and, you know, getting good grades to eating right and doing extra work. Like, like everything that you can ask, like we can, we can create, right. We can create for you. Like, okay. Like you want to put in extra work, we'll be there. Right. You want to work on, you want to watch film. We'll be there all the time. Now, you have the resources, you have the resources from the coaches as well. Like now it's time for you to take advantage of it. Some people do, some people don't, right? That's where good players make separation, right? Right, right. So now, so, so this, this is good. So now let's say you have the ability to recruit, right? Yeah. You, now you're going into your season. Mm. Um, in terms of creating a plan and a vision with your team, how do you go about that? Um, I think, I think, um, as far as creating a vision and a plan, um, like I, I really don't like to measure our success as far as wins and losses. Good. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's funny. I say that because we just came off of a shitty record season, but, <laughs> yeah. but, but yeah. It's, it's been like that for a long time. Right. It's been yeah. like that for a long time to me. Like. I try to measure success of our program and myself as a coach and as a coaching staff by seeing if our players can achieve the goals that they set when they, you know, when they choose to come to our program, right? Which is, which is, which is to go to the next level, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I just, I just don't think like anyone's going to remember, okay, that win versus this team, like, who cares, right? Like at the end of the day, like, I think to me, a win has everything to do with, okay, like, is this kid going to go to the next level and is he going to choose a university that he loves? Right. right? right. So to, for as far as creating a plan, there's no, you know, oh, let's win this, let's do this, let's do that. Like, it's, it's more, okay, let's let's get better each and every day, right? And then hopefully from September all the way until uh april may like you you've have noticed the uh difference as far as you know getting better right 
Oh, there's some good stuff, man. There's some really good stuff. <laughs> um, in terms of when you, now you're getting to that part where okay, now the season's about to start, and mm-hmm. like you're saying, we're 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 kind of getting into it. Um, I want you to kind of talk about because we we were just talking about it off air. We were saying how like, you know, a lot of times it's like you're in a situation where you don't have quote unquote the high profile names, right? right. So so you have to build cer- a certain buy in from your players, mm. yeah. right? But you might have a plan and in, in your head as a coach, you might have an idea, but ultimately you have to kind of get to know your players and then you have to be adaptable, Mm. right? You got to be willing to be adaptable. I want you to kind of talk about how important it is to be really open-minded coming into Mm. a, coming into a season and how important it is to just be like adaptable, like that word adaptability. I mean, to me, it's everything, right? Like you, you see like these, I'm sure you've followed college basketball and all that. Like mm-hmm. the, the coaches that are successful are the people that are willing to adapt, right? Like, and people say a lot of things about a lot of negative things about one and one and done, one and done. But it's like, no, you, you just gotta adapt, right? A lot of people just want to go to college, and if it's good players, um, they would just want to go to college for one year and they want to leave, and you should be fine with that because that's that's the environment and that's the landscape, right? Um, to me, like, to me, especially at this level, coaching isn't about X's and O's, right? Like, like, especially at the high school level, like some players struggle to learn the plays, uh, some players, um, struggle with confidence, players react well to talking to them in person, some players react well to getting yelled at, right? And it's, it's different every year and every player is different too, right? So I think it's super important that you adjust and you adapt to every player's personality as well. To me, every player shouldn't be coached the same way, right? Because mm. you, I think, I think you have to have the same standards with every player, but I don't think they should coach, they should be coached the same way because you could easily right. kill a kid's confidence by just going at them when that's something that they don't, you know, they don't, uh, they don't do well with, right? Whereas some players needs, needs that pushing, like needs, uh, needs to be pushed. And if they don't get pushed, they're not going to get anything out of it, right? So to me, like, I think beginning of the year and uh, training camp is, is a time where you try to figure out the personalities, right? Um, and then so you have a better idea going into the season, okay, like I'm gonna coach this kid in different ways, and you honestly, as a coach, like you might have a wrong judgment as well because you're only talking about beginning of the season, right? So I, but I think the con, like it's just the constant effort of like trying to get to know the players throughout the season is super important. In my mm. opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. So so. Okay. So um. Let me try to see how I could spin this. If let's say two, I, players... I, just, I just gave you a lot of stuff, huh? No, no, it's so much stuff. But I think also like you're 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 making me think also, and it's like, mm. so you said that everybody, you know, and 
you got to kind of like coach. There's certain players you're going to have to coach them differently, but hold them to the same standard. I, I don't want to put mm. you on the spot, but could you kind of like elaborate on that? Like what is an example of coaching somebody differently, but holding everybody to the same standard? Um, I would definitely say, you know, like not showing effort in practice, for example. That's a no. That's like every every player should come to practice, should practice if they can and, you know, give it all they got, right? And to me, like, if a kid, it doesn't matter if you're a star player, best player, the worst player, it doesn't, does not matter. If you, if you look like you don't want to be at practice, okay, you should leave. And then the next game, if we have a game tomorrow, you're definitely not playing because you don't deserve to play, right? It doesn't matter if the kid, you know, puts up 25 and 10. Like, to me, that has nothing to do with it because, and I know, I know a lot of coaches personally that just play the best players no matter what because they like to win. But to me, like, is that really good for the program first? And two, is that really good for that player as well? Because if he feels like he can get away with whatever, like, he's probably going to try that at the next level and will get burned. Right. So eventually, is that is that good for the kid? Is that good for his development? No. Right. So as far as standards, when it comes to practice and how they how they behave and on and off the court, like to me, like standards should be the same. Right. But I'm talking like when you do talk to a player, you know, a kid, you, you figure out, OK, like what does he react well to? What, what's that push button? Every every kid has a different push button, right? So I think you just push different buttons. That's how I like to think of it. That's really good. And yeah. okay, so so let's say we get into that yeah. game, right? You're building relationship with your players throughout the preseason. Mm-hmm. You're starting off the season. Let's just like let's compartmentalize games, right? Um, how do you? go about let's say preparing your team let's say you got to play orange <laughs> let's say you got to play orange how do you go about preparing your team to let's say play like for a game like that mm. um and it could I, be and it, def- and it could it could be specific it could be like okay you know we start scouting a day before you know maybe they yeah. watch film like give me the the nitty-gritty the tactical I mean, we, as far as scouting goes, like we probably scout for the next game right after the game that we just had, right? Like as a coaching staff, but as far as preparing for a, for a team or whatever is it just, it just like, to me, it's like an everyday thing, right? Like by, by just practicing hard and teaching them different things, like obviously scouting report and film we do, right? Um, like two days, we like to typically we do two days before we do scouting report of what they like to do, like the plays and actions and stuff. So we can go over it after uh, at practice. Um, the day before, we like to do personnel as well, um, tendencies basically. And then uh, the, the game, on the game day, we also go over personnel and our, uh, we just go over our game plan, right? Um, but I think I think it's it's easy for us to coach them because you know we, we we teach them different ways to play, right? For example, like defensively, like 
we teach switching, hedging, icing. We teach them different ways so that like when we have to make that adjustment, uh, game by game or even in game, they're they're all like aware of what they're supposed to do. Right. Um, as far as you know, scouting, scouting for players. Like I think at this level, like, um, we definitely look at player tendencies, but not not stuff like. I remember back in college, we did like, okay, the guy likes to do right to left crossover. Like he likes to go into a step back. Like we did that, but I, I just feel like at this level, like that's, that's too, like, too complicating for the players. Like, it's not like a kid does right to left and, you know, I go into the game, I'm playing defense on them. Like, I just feel like players don't remember that. Right. So at this level, we, we, we like to um, do more like, uh, like, okay, like when he gets into, gets into the paint, like the player doesn't pass, like uh, he doesn't like to kick out. So we put an extra, extra help on, on that specific player. Like that's kind of what we look at rather than like what they like to do individually. Do you, do you have, um, let's say, an action that you found was very hard to guard? That gave you more trouble. Like even though you go over it, you go over it. We still have trouble, um, with that specific action off the top of your head. Mm. Come on, come on, Ray. An action, an action that didn't make you sleep one night. You're like, yo, we gotta guard this. <laughs> uh, uh, one player scoring seventy five points on us. We'll, we'll do that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, so that was I don't, really... I don't know. I don't know if that was an action. But yeah. <laughs> uh, it was an action for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't. I don't really like remember like a specific action. Like whether it's it was... whether it's whether it's side ball screens or just I don't know a dominant big post up. Was it a cross screen down screen? Mm. Um. I, I I would definitely say that there were some teams. Especially like last year, yep. Like especially last year, like a like a Fort Erie, for example, where you know it just felt like a veteran team. Yeah. Right. Like everyone, everyone just knew how to play. Like everyone looked like college players. Right. Like they had a point guard that was unbelievable in setting up players, and they had a, a post player that could um, do a lot of damage in the paint, and obviously, you know. Um, you know, obviously, Leonard Miller was an amazing player as well. And I think what I struggle with the most uh, when it comes to teams is I just I just don't think – I don't think it has anything to do with tactics or action or per se. Like, it's, it's like those, like, dominant players, right? Like, I remember – like, I remember coaching against Lou Dort. Lou Dort was at uh, AI, right? Um and I was at Kings back then, and we had a we had the boys program, and I, like he, this guy dunked the ball so hard that the ball, like before he landed on the floor, the ball bounced on the bounced. floor and went went back up to the to the basket, and you could hear a pin drop. Like you're like you're like what the hell? Like what do you do, man? <laughs> what do you do? And I remember. O'Shea Brissett had like 30 and 20 rebounds. I'm like, oh, like what, what do you do? 
What can insane. you do? Insane. Right? So Holy. <laughs> more like those guys, yeah. Yeah. So coach coach Ray, you get to you get through your season, you know. Let's 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 skip playoffs because that's a little bit more like specific, you know, it depends on the matchups and whatnot. Let's say you get through your playoffs. Um and now you gotta reevaluate. Evaluate mm. the team that you have, evaluate. How do you do that in an efficient way with your team? Um in terms of like a post like, like, like the at the end of the season type of thing. Yeah, like a postseason yeah. evaluation. Like we'll we'll typically watch watch game film a lot as well um and we'll figure out like what what each player needs to work on um and we make notes during the season as well uh, what they would need to focus on to get to the next level right um i think i i, I think some things you, you just can't work on during the season extensively like like for example a kid needs to completely change his shooting mechanics like, uh, we're not going to do that during the season because like, we can tweak jump shots, but as far as, like, completely changing the mechanics, like, it, it, takes, it takes weeks and months, right? So we don't like to do it in the game. Like, we uh, during the season, we like to do it after the season where they don't have to play games, right? So, right. Um, but we, we typically look at it in a different lens where, um, okay, this kid, needs to, wants to go to the next level needs to play wants to play division one basketball okay like what is it that he needs to work on like what what type of you know i, I just I, I bring this up because i'm unfortunately i coached au this summer unfortunately, unfortunately. we have a, <laughs> yeah we have a player that um it's around six five you know, six five, and he was, he was, you know, I think that the team lost all their bigs, and he had to play the big position, six five, like six five, like you you'll know him too, but, and I th- I don't think he made over ten threes, in a season, right? But, I think he's athletic enough. He's he's able to do a lot of things, and he might have a chance to go down to the states as well. But I told him straight up, I'm like, you're not gonna not shoot from the perimeter and you know go go to Division One. Every time, like, every time you catch the ball at the perimeter, you're gonna shoot. Like every time you're open, you have to shoot, no matter what. Like you miss, make, I don't give a shit. You shoot it. And you know how AU is like, you don't practice that much and you have limited time, so it's not like prep season, but. This kid made an unbelievable adjustment when it comes to that. Like he's, I think he's average. Like the first ever game we had uh, as a team, he had four threes. He's, I think he's averaging like three threes a game, right? So I think that's something that we do. You know, I would like to think that we do better than some of the programs. Is that? We know what type of skills that you have to have as a player to go to the next level, right? So, yeah, and it and it starts and it starts with the coach. <laughs> uh, yeah, it really does. It starts with the coach, Coach Ray. Thank you, thank you so much. I got a one last question for you. Mm. 
your shoe your shoebox collection behind you. How many shoes do you have in your house? <laughs> oh my goodness. In my house? Uh I would say like 60, 70 pairs. It's not and a then, bad number. Yeah, and then we uh, you know, and then you you gotta get into the storage and whatnot, like Hey, we we, hey. we were it's another it's another beast. <laughs> Hey, we were as a we kid, were, yeah yeah you were saying no as a, as a kid like i couldn't afford all the shoes that i love shoes but i couldn't afford them and so when i when i first started earning actual money that's kind of when I, what i splurged on right so got to got to got to but again we we're yeah. talking about it man we got the best job in the world we get to affect the life of the lives of young men and young women so and again, going back in it, I said you're one of the best. I truly mean it, my friend. Um, where can people find you? Where can people find you and um, plug your business too, please? Uh, IBSA Basketball, at IBSA Basketball on Instagram. Um, Instagram, my per personal account, I'm Ray Kim. Um, you know, you don't have to find me. It's okay. Like, I'm not, I don't, I don't, I don't want you to find me. If you find me, if you find me, go ahead. But hey, you don't have to, you don't have to. Really cool guy. And honestly, one of the best coaches we have out here. I'm going to keep saying it. I know it makes you uncomfortable. I'm going to keep saying it. Yeah, yeah. But I haven't done shit, so I haven't done anything. So I don't know why you keep saying that. But I mean, people are going to laugh at it too, but hey, well, I'll, I'll, I'll try to be my best. <laughs> That's all that matters. Sure. Appreciate sure. you. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So in the basketball coaching uh, section of this week's uh, podcast, we're going to talk about just a one-on-one, -on -one. like take out, everything out of the game let's facilitate it let's facilitate it as much as possible talking about one-on-one -on -one, you versus your defender and the reason why i wanted to really take some time to talk about this it's been on my mind for uh for a little while it's because i see a lot of players a lot of coaches um try to make the game of basketball way more complicated than it actually has to be. In this section, what I really want to focus on is the self-awareness piece to basketball and how knowing who you are really makes everything around you just run and what makes everything around you just go way easier. So the number one question, if we take a player, right, and this is a question that you have to ask, like as a player, who am I as a player? And for a coach, if you take a player individually, who is this player as a hooper? Is this a big man? Is this somebody that has good back-to-the-basket moves that um, if they get somebody on their, on their close to the basket, they're able to score over them anytime? Is it an athlete that just needs space to be able to get down to the basket? Right? Or is it a shooter who... Again, same thing, just needs a little bit of breather to be able to get a shot off. You got to be able to um, think about each player individually, because then what ends up happening is you're able to put these players in situations where they could show their strength. Um, they could play into their strength and then they could um, affect the game in a positive way. 
a lot of times defensively, we want to force players to not do what, um, not do what they prefer to do. We want to make them play in their weakness. So if you think about it, if somebody is somebody that likes to, if a player is someone that likes to get down to the paint, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to maybe gap off a little of him a little bit more and make him want to shoot, make him have to shoot over me, right? I'm not going to play up on him where that player can just blow past me because he has a quick first step and then just get to the all the way to the basket. Um, if it's a shooter, I'm going to want to make the shooter play off the dribble. And what do I mean by off the dribble? Well, I'm going to take away their space and make them have to put the ball on the floor And maybe instead of making that person take three shots, you can make that player uh, make three drives. And that's a little bit um, more uncomfortable for them. Right? This is such an important concept. And I think, like, uh, as coaches, we have to help um, this new generation of players to really think about this. Is because if you sit back and you really think about it, um, when we learned how to play basketball, I'm 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 talking like I'm 160 years old, but um, so if you just look at how things were before, you you didn't really have um, player development coaches. There was like now, if you look, everybody has their trainer, everybody has somebody that can. So now, what ends up happening is like. The game is so overcoached that the natural feel that you develop through just playing uh, is lost. And this is something that as coaches in your practices, you have to make sure that you put you have to make sure that you put some time in where players can just play and just figure some stuff out. So I'll give you an example for us. Like right now in uh, in our season, our season's done. Um, so obviously we have development plans that we have with each player. Um, something that they have to get better at individually that will uh, help their game. But we always put a little bit of time for them to just be able to scrimmage and play pickup kind of thing. And why is that? Because through play, that is where they're going to be able to develop um, just that ability to recognize and just you know, that ability to figure things out. It's it's something that, so just to take back, it's something that I really started paying attention to. So I graduated uh, at Concordia University with a, in a bachelor's of leisure sciences and a minor in education. And while I was doing my classes for my minor, I really started paying attention to how teaching in the classroom was very similar to teaching um, teaching outside of the classroom, teaching sports. How kids learn, if you look at little children, how they learn is through play. It's through climbing up a chair and falling down and realizing that, oh, if I climb up this, I'm going to get hurt. So that play element is kind of taken away because we try to dictate every solutions for the players. But then when they get into a game and that solution is not available, they don't know how to react. So figuring things out is super important. So in that one-on-one, we were talking about what is my strength? What am I really good at? 
So if let's say I'm a big man and I have the advantage on a smaller player, as much as possible, what I want to do is I want to get shots really close to the basket. If I'm an athlete and I just need space to be able to get to the basket, well, as as much as possible, if somebody's playing over, if somebody is playing, um, is putting a lot of pressure on me, I want to be able to use my quick first step to get to the lane and then just beat them. If I'm really dominant with my right hand, well, maybe over time I develop a little bit of a trickery where I can fake that I'm going left to get back to my right hand. But all this is stuff that you have to be able to develop, that you develop over time. Because what you really want to, the question you really want to ask yourself is, how can I take advantage of my opponent? Let's take it the other way. Defensively, if my defender is somebody that picks me up full court, that's what that's the value that they add to the team and that they're really good at, is playing good on-ball defense, where they could pick me up full court, and now that makes it a little bit more difficult for me to be able to dribble down the court. Well, maybe I have to be able to take away that element and not let them add that value to the other team. To, to, uh, to my opposing teams. So if somebody is, most of the time, somebody that is uh, that is smaller than you is going to try to pick you up full court. Like if I'm, if let's say I'm 6'6", six, six, and somebody is 6'2", well, they know that they won't have the advantage the closer that I get to the basket. So they're going to try to pick me up way higher up the floor. So instead of playing to their strength and dribbling all the way up the court where I don't have the advantage, Maybe what I have to do is just give the ball up, dribble all the way down, and now maybe I I post up this smaller player where they do not have the advantage on me instead of just allowing them to make me do what I don't want to do. I hope this is making sense until now. Um, if if there's any, if we, if we need any more examples, like don't be afraid to hit me up on social media and I'll go into more of the details. But that's the biggest thing. Just be able to play to your strength. Play to your strength and work on your weaknesses. The best time to work on your weaknesses is a lot of times is during the summer, right? When you're not actually playing a season. Well, when you... When you start working and expanding your game, what you really want to think about is what makes me special, what makes me, you know, know your strength, what makes me unique as a player. I'm going to try to tap into that as much as possible, and then I'm going to try to expand on that. What a lot of players tend to tend to forget is that what makes you special as a player, if you go away from that, you lose that special ability and it's like it's like you're not even being yourself at the end of the day you always it's always easier to be yourself and tap into that you could expand on who you are you could expand on your skill set but what you really want to do is be able to be yourself as much as possible if somebody has a really high vertical or maybe this player plays a little bit more off the ball where they could cut to the basket and now once they don't have the ball they could cut on the weak side and now when they don't have the ball they're able to attack all in these different spaces but a lot of the situations, it's really hard to understand these things if you're not in a play environment. And that's where I think like a lot of coaches have to do a, a better job at 
putting their players in those situations. Because now what ends up happening is once the players understand who they are as players and they start, you know, maximizing those, what ends up happening afterwards is that now when you start adding extra defenders, extra defenders now have to account for um, how much pressure you're able to put on the defense because now somebody who's a shooter, the defense now overreacts to them and now maybe a closeout is created. Somebody who's really good getting downhill, now maybe um, somebody rotates to them in the paint, and now you're able to make that extra pass. Somebody who's really good back to the basket now is now has a double team that comes to them, and now they're able to make that play. So really understanding who you are, having that self-awareness, especially in that one-on-one, knowing who you are and knowing who your opponent is, is really a great way for you to be able to assert yourself on a game. Coaches, we have to do a better job at helping our players understand this and players as much as possible. When things are hard, don't be down on yourself. And what I mean by that is, if, for instance, I'm playing against somebody and they say, oh, you can't shoot, you can't shoot, and I start shooting, shooting to prove them right, instead of me getting mad that I'm not making these shots, well, now maybe I'm like, okay, that person is telling me what I need to work on. So now I have a better understanding on how I could become a better overall basketball player. And it's all about shifting your mindset and perspective. Because now having that ability to take the the criticism, I'm going to call it criticism, but being able to take the criticism and kind of spin it in a way is probably your best way to be able to cover all your quote-unquote flaws. Because I've seen it a lot. A lot of times, like, we get mad, oh, he can't shoot, he can't shoot, I'm going to prove him right, I'm going to prove him right, and then you, you, you get mad that it's not going and whatnot. Well, the reason why somebody is probably saying, you can't, oh, I bet you can't shoot, I bet you can't shoot. Well, maybe that's because you're really good at attacking the basket. So understand what they're saying. Keep being true to yourself. But the key over here is just keep working on your weaknesses until your weaknesses are no longer a factor. Thank you for tuning into the podcast this week. Make sure to rate or add a review if you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, thank you to Coach Ray Kim for being our guest this week. Make sure to send him a shout out on social media. You could always connect with me at Coach365 on every platform, whether it's TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. The at is the same at Coach365. Make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel for weekly video breakdowns and more. Uh, just thank you to all the followers and listeners who tune in every week. You guys are the ones that make this possible. So this is your host, Kocho, reminding you to shed a little bit of light to your neighbor on the right, shed a little bit of light to your neighbor of your left, but always, always save some light for yourself. Have a great week and see you all next week on the Project 365 podcast.